BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello there, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here with Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. My guest is the extremely well-known and, for me, longtime personal friend, Roger Stone, who really needs no introduction and for whose time we are deeply grateful. Roger, welcome to Judging Freedom. Judge, it's uh, great to be here with you. First of all, let me explain that, as you know, I would never do any podcast appearance without a proper necktie and a suit. However, today is my first great-grandson, Odin Stevens Stone's third birthday, and therefore immediately after this, I'm going to a small family birthday party for my infant great-grandson. I'm very excited about it. You are too young to be a great-grandfather, but congratulations to you, and God bless. God bless the boy. I hope he has a lot of Roger in him. The um, Committee of the House of Representatives, the Democratic uh, Committee, investigating the, the events or their version of the events on uh, January 6th uh, subpoenaed you, uh, you quite properly and in textbook fashion asserted your fundamental natural and constitutional right to remain silent. They let you go. They, they treated you in a, I think you described it, in a professional and gentlemanly way. Are they still looking for you? Do they still want something from you? To use the language of the streets, are they still after you, Roger? Well, if the Washington Post has their way, I guess the answer is yes. You know, Reuters reported several months ago that the FBI had thoroughly investigated both me and Alex Jones and had found no connection whatsoever to any conspiracy. Uh, Of course, it would be counterintuitive. What happened on January 5th and 6th was a perfectly legal effort to win a 10-day delay in the certification of Joe Biden's election to allow time to examine the anomalies and irregularities in the voting in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, Detroit, uh, pardon me, uh, Nevada, uh, and other states, including Arizona. Uh, That, unfortunately, was destroyed by misguided individuals who somehow believed that trespassing and storming the U.S. Capitol would be uh, politically useful, when in fact I think it destroyed the effort to get a proper examination uh, of the 2020 election. The fundamental problem here, Judge, is the entire premise of this bogus committee, which is not properly constituted because it has seven Democrats, including the odious uh, congenital liar Adam Schiff, Uh, and two Trump-hating Republicans. So no reasonable person can believe that this is an an unbiased fact-finding committee, uh, is that questioning the results of the election is somehow seditious or illegal or treasonous. The truth is, and the Washington Post attempted this weekend to minimize this, Hillary Clinton wanted to make a presentation to the Electoral College in 2016 to make the case that there was Russian collusion. We now know that's a lie. 
to forestall the uh, electoral college certification of Joe Biden, of, of Donald Trump as president. I don't recall a congressional investigation looking into John Podesta, who openly right. proposed that and pushed that idea. So their entire narrative here is based on a fallacy. Oh, Stone was involved in Stop the Steal. Yes, absolutely. A constitutionally protected act of free speech, free assembly, and the right to express one's concerns or reservations about the 2020 election. You and I know that the government only touts the benefits of free speech when it's the speech it wants to hear. We also know that the whole purpose of the First Amendment is not to protect the speech we like, it's to protect the speech we don't like. And that the other purpose of the First Amendment is to encourage open, wide, robust speech that challenges the policy and the personnel of the government. That's the essence of free speech. So I guess what you're saying is that there are people on January 6th who agree with you and me. It's the time and it's the place to make a strong political statement. There were also people there who came to cause violence and you can't get the two mixed up. I think that's exactly right. But what we've seen under this Justice Department and under this the, the unselect committee uh, of the House is an effort to criminalize constitutionally protected political activities, including free speech, the right to assemble, uh, and the right to petition the government to redress grievances. These are not criminal actions, but now, whether it is questioning the safety and the efficiency of COVID-19 vaccinations, or whether it is the questioning of the wisdom of teaching critical race theory in the schools, or whether it is questioning the extraordinary anomalies and irregularities in the 2020 election, people are now being called domestic terrorists if they exercise those First Amendment rights. It's now, an absurdity. I have to ask you this. I can't imagine it's true. You have been an advisor and a friend to former President Trump probably for 40 years. I've been his friend for 35 years. Some bumps along the way, but we're still friends. This same 10,000-word piece in the Washington Post claims, the authors claim, that they have a video of you saying things like, the election of Trump was the greatest single mistake in history. Roger, couldn't believe this when I saw it, and I almost can't believe it uh, as I'm reading it, uh, that uh, Trump betrayed everybody that is a disgrace. Yeah, obviously, I, obviously, I, never, obviously I never said anything. So I invite your watchers to go see the video. Can you see my lips saying those words? No. This is what is known as a deep stake video. By the way, I've seen videos online in which Barack Obama says uh, that he is a that he is a radical Muslim. I don't believe those videos. I think they're called deep fakes. This particular piece of nasty business was produced by some uh, by the Danish government actually through f two filmmakers who were upset because I would not reach an agreement with them to make a documentary on me that A, would have been a hit piece, but in which they needed my likeness under federal law and my permission, and secondarily, in which they would have made millions of dollars, and I, after the debacle financially of the Mueller investigation, would have made a zero. Anybody who knows me knows that I love Donald Trump. Anybody knows who knows me knows that I am eternally grateful for the fact that he had the courage and the strength in an election year to step in 
and, and in an act of mercy and justice, recognize the unconstitutionality of the Soviet-style show trial that I was subjected to. So the president doesn't believe this. These are things I didn't say. Anybody who's shocked, go look at the video. It's a fraud, the kind of fraud yeah. perpetrated by the Washington Post. Now, let's review the Washington Post track record for veracity. Uh, they told us the COVID-19 vaccination was safe and efficient. That doesn't appear to be true. They told us that Hillary Clinton and her campaign did not spy on Donald Trump. Well, you were way ahead of everybody on that one, Judge. They most definitely did. They now tell us that there's absolutely, positively, no evidence of election fraud in any state, anywhere, in any precinct in America, that that's a big lie. Well, that's the big lie, actually. They told us for three years that the Russian intelligence uh, assets had helped in the election of Donald Trump. That is a bald-faced lie. The Washington Post's track record for honesty and integrity is zero. The Washington Post is not a journalistic organ. It's not a news outlet. It's a propaganda front for extreme left-wing ideas and the Democratic Party. Why did they write a 10,000-word hit piece on you? Why did they make this? Why did they make this stuff up? Why did they hire somebody or use somebody's work that they knew made it look like you were mouthing words which you would never ever say? Bloodlust. The the the, ap, the American left is apoplectic about the fact that I'm still breathing, Judge. <laughs> they, they, they are they're furious. They're furious that I avoided the deadly snare so cleverly constructed uh, by by Andrew Weissman and so carefully put together by Robert Mueller and Adam Schiff, uh, and that they can't believe the fact that I haven't already died of COVID or that I'm not in a prison someplace. And the fact that I didn't just disappear, that I'm right back on the ramparts fighting these socialists and their efforts to cancel the U.S. Constitution really aggravates them. Go to Twitter. It was only weeks ago that Saturday Night Live had a skit advocating the gang rape of my 73-year-old wife who is struggling successfully, I might add, with stage four cancer. So uh, this is this is born of hatred. It's born of bloodlust. But let's be clear. The Washington Post has not had a four-page spread with 10,000 words since John F. Kennedy was assassinated. That's how badly they hate me. Is Donald Trump going to uh, seek the Republican nomination in 2024? I certainly hope so, uh, because frankly, I think he's the only candidate with the courage to take on the deep state. The Republican Party uh, is a shambles. Uh, if, if we should take control of both houses and the leadership remains Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, what you will get is the status quo. Judge, our problem today in America are not radical leftist screwball socialist Democrats. Our problem uh, stands with feckless, gutless, weak-kneed, uh, lily-livered, corrupt, white wine-swilling, country club-belonging, Republican establishment rhinos who are in politics to line their pockets and the pockets of their friends, but don't have the courage to fight the radical left that is trying to destroy our country. Does, that, primary, include, does that include the governor of the state in which you sit right now? Well, you know, there's some good things that I like about Ron DeSantis. He talks a great game. I love that line where he says, if they dump illegal immigrants here in Florida, I'm going to send them to Delaware. Now I'm waiting for him to actually do it. It's a great applause line, by the way. Great. People love it. But when is he sending them? 
no time soon. We have 1.6 million uh, uh, illegal voters on our voting law, uh, rolls. When is he going to purge them? Nancy Pelosi has, a, has uh, gotten an appropriation and approval to open an outpost of the Capitol Hill Police in Florida. When is the Department of Florida's law enforcement going to escort them out of the state and close their station down? Rod what business to the Capitol Hill Police? I got to interrupt you here. He talks what business to the Capitol Hill Police have being in Florida? They don't have any jurisdiction in Florida. They don't have any jurisdiction outside of Capitol Hill. Right, exactly. So when is Governor DeSantis going to close them down? Or when is he going to take legal action against them? Again, Ron DeSantis talks a great game. He's a great orator. It's the best imitation of Donald Trump I've ever seen, by the way. Those guys in the back, they're the fake news. You ever see that movie, Zelig, Judge? You ever seen that movie? Yes, Ron DeSantis yes, yes. is Zelig. It's the best Trump impression I've ever seen. But he uh, wants to take on Donald Trump, it appears, in the primaries in 2024. Is I think that against think, the brick wall? I think there's a high probability of that. Let me say, one, if that should happen, I'm 100% with Donald Trump. Two, based on the survey research that I've seen, even though the governor does have a standing in the country and a lot of conservatives like him, he will get crushed. Right here in the state of Florida, I've just commissioned a survey testing Trump versus DeSantis. Trump beats him 54-34. In Florida. In Florida, the state where Ron DeSantis is the governor. Uh, my real problem with it is simply this. Prior to becoming governor, Ron DeSantis was a backbench congressman with an indistinguished record, an ill-fitting suit, and a bad haircut. Thanks to Donald Trump, whose endorsement lifted him above the state agriculture commissioner, he became the nominee for governor. He owes his nomination completely and solely to Donald Trump. Then in the general election, because Ron was really not up to speed on state issues, having served in the federal legislature and having actually wanted to become a candidate for the U.S. Senate, but without the courage to take on the deep pockets of Rick Scott, he ran for governor. Uh, I don't think he fared well in the two debates against his opponent, the former mayor of, of Tallahassee. And had Donald Trump not come to Florida twice in the last two weeks and dragged Ron DeSantis over the finish line, Ron would not be governor today. Now, I stress there's a lot of things as governor that I like he's done on mask mandates. He's been quite good. But if it were not for Donald Trump, he'd still be in the House or perhaps he'd be selling gyros over on the Hollywood, Florida boardwalk. Uh, Last question. And I believe in loyalty, Judge. I think he owes his yes. governorship to Donald Trump and he owes him wide berth. Let the president decide whether he wants to run again first. Last question, back to where we started. Is it worth bringing a defamation action against the Washington Times or the Washington Post for what they did to you? Given the, uh, the, uh, the state of defamation logs in this country under New York Times versus Sullivan, and, and given their very clever use of innuendo and implication, I doubt I have an action. Uh, this 10,000 work piece was an extraordinary blend of half-truth, lies, implications, uh, uh, and fraud, just outright falsehoods. But unfortunately, the state of law in America today, I probably wouldn't win a defamation suit. Now, if anyone wants to come forward and say Roger Stone was involved in the conspiracy to storm the Capitol, I will slap that news organization with a defamation suit so fast their head will spin. 
Let me well, say the Washington Times said everything but that. They just came right to the water's edge and didn't quite go over because yeah. they know the consequences of a statement like that. I'll give you the last word, my dear friend. The people of the Washington Post are vermin. They're low lives. They have no regard for truth or fact. That's not their goal. Uh, but let me say it one more time. Any implication, claim, or assertion that I knew about, was involved in, or condoned the illegal acts in Washington on January 6th is categorically false. And if anyone wants to say it is a flat statement, yes, I will bring a legal action. Roger Stone, what a pleasure. Come visit me the next time you're in New Jersey. All the best, my dear friend. Many thanks, Judge. Judge Napolitano, judging freedom.